Derek White was a beast. The Boston Celtics overcome a bad second quarter. A true team effort in a win over the Chicago Bulls. And I'm talking about it right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day and I got you covered every single day, Monday through Friday, plus bonus podcasts on the weekends when they play with a free, free, fresh podcast that drops directly to your device. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, watch the show on YouTube, get into that comment section, let me know what you're thinking about the game, what I'm talking about, anything. I'm John Corrales, if you're new to the show. I used to play a long time ago. Now I'm covering the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And today I am talking about the Celtics 129-112 win over the Chicago Bulls. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates that you want to talk to fast or post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NBA. That's linkedin.com slash NBA to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Bonus podcast is uh, Saturday night after the Knicks game. That is a YouTube only show. Uh, I apologize for that, but it's because we're making a transition behind the scenes on our audio feeds. Uh, That means that nothing audio wise is going out this weekend. Uh, It's so only, only YouTube for the post Knicks game, which I will be doing and I will be doing from New York so make sure you're uh, watching the podcast there. All right, so the Celtics get the 129-112 win. Later on, I'll talk about Tatum MVP conversation. That's something that's come up. Uh, I'll get into the second quarter, the response, and all of that stuff. Derek White. Uh, let's start Let's start with the three-point shooting. Let's start with math. Let's start with what Joe Mazzulla loves the most, and that's math. The Boston Celtics win this thing by 17 points. Uh, they won all but the second quarter where their defense just completely just stopped. They stopped completely. Uh, they played great in the first quarter, played great in the third quarter. They played great through most of the fourth quarter and then garbage time and all that stuff. They kind of, you know, coasted a little bit down the stretch. But the three-point shooting was the biggest difference. It's the thing that jumps off the page Uh the most here because the Celtics went 23 of 47 from three 49% and the bulls went 10 of 28, 35.7%. The math is the math. And we talk about Joe Missoula all the time. And he he'll look at this and say, Hey, look, man, Chicago hit 34, two pointers. Boston hit 22 Chicago outscored Boston by 24 from two. The Celtics hit 23 three-pointers to Chicago's 10. That's a 39-point difference. So the Bulls hit 34 two-pointers. The Celtics hit 23 three-pointers. And the difference is 
15 points. The Celtics had two more free throws. There's your 17-point win. So let's just start with that. This is why, this is why the three-point shot is so prevalent. This is why they rely on it so much. This is why Joe Mazzulla pushes it so much. This is why the league pushes it so much. The math is what the math is. The Bulls outshot the Celtics by 11. That's not great. They had 13 offensive rebounds to Boston's five. They had 14 second chance points to Boston's six. They beat Boston up in the paint 50 to 30. They they did all of these things that people say, you got to do this. You got to get to the rim. You got to get into the paint. And it's true. You've got to get into the paint. You also have to use that stuff to flow into the rest of your offense. And what the, what the Celtics did that the Bulls couldn't is take a bunch of three-pointers, 47 three-pointers to, what would that be, 36 two-pointers? Uh, that, that's just an insane disparity. But they were, they were hitting their shots. This is a team that you uh, maybe want to shoot more three-pointers against. That was the game plan, and that's what they did. And it worked out. So right away, first take right off the bat is the math is the math. And if you can, if you're hitting, you keep taking and that's, that's it. Uh, if, if it doesn't, if it goes away, then you can figure it out. If you go cold, you can figure it out. But to put up that many three pointers, uh, it's, it's a lot of three pointers, 47, three pointers out of 83 shots. They did get to the line 21 times. So the 83 shots is a little misleading. 21, uh, free throws means they, they had probably, uh, another nine shots or so, uh, when you count a few and ones and penalty and all of that stuff. So they, they probably got up to in the, into the 90 or so shot range and they did shoot. 54% overall. It's not like they they didn't hit their two-pointers. They just didn't take as many because the three-pointers were there and the three-pointers were falling. And they were all, I would say, they were all good shots. Derek White was 5 of 10 from three. Derek White's first quarter set an immediate tone. This was a great first quarter from Derek White. Uh, 12 points on 4 of 7 shooting, 2 of 5 from three, 2 of 2 from the line. But really, it's the three blocks and a steal that he had in the first quarter, the the two blocks on uh, Nikola Vucevic were like the the first block was on the help. He came over and helped, and he blocked the shot. That's going to happen from time to time. A guy like Derek White is going to come over and help and block some shots. That's that's how it works. But the shot that he blocked straight up, do you, you don't know how hard it is to block a person straight up when you're face face to face with that person. And to block him just straight up, that that's the toughest block shot to get in the in all of basketball. And White did it because he's anticipating. He knows he knows the player, he knows the personnel. Like that that is maybe the most impressive part of what Derek White was able to do, where he said, I know he kind of likes to take that little quick uh, hook shot. So you know that he likes to go to his left and he likes to take that quick hook shot and Derek just kind of steps up and swats it. Amazing. And 
think about having a guard that can uh, switch onto a big and know the big's tendencies, right? Like, you're not, he's not just studying the guard's tendencies. He's not sitting there saying like, oh, I might have Io DeSumo. Uh, I might have Kobe White. I might have Alex Caruso. And so I know their tendencies. He switches on to Nikola Vucevic, and all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I know what this guy likes to do as well. And when he knows what this guy likes to do, he gets to go out there and uh, anticipate stuff, and he gets these blocked shots. Derek White, an amazing game from him. 28 points overall, 9 of 14, 5 of 10 from 3, 5 of 5 from the line, 5 assists there for him. Uh, really the star of the game, but the defense and the first half, the first quarter, I should say, the defense is what fueled a uh, 16-point lead. Or, yeah, it was 16, and then it, it slipped to eight by the end of the first quarter. But that 16-point lead was all defense. The Celtics blocked uh, seven shots in the first quarter. That defense was on point. Then things got a little hairy. Tatum came back into the game. Tatum did not have a good first half. He needed to have a big third quarter, which I'll get to in a few minutes. Uh, actually, I'll get get to it in a, in a minute here. Uh, but it was Derek White that that fueled that that huge huge uh, lead early on, and then he just defensively throughout the entire game was was right there on point. Derek Derek makes so many great plays. All right. Um so they get through the first quarter up eight. Then in the second quarter, they are down three at the half because they give up 39 points. Let's talk about that second quarter, the response to that coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by Stitch Fix. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style your size, and your budget. They do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to update your wardrobe this season. You can easily upgrade your wardrobe this year with a professional stylist that helps you find new on-trend favorites that will work for you. And when we say for you, everybody's different. So you have your different styles. You just give them your size, your style, what you what you normally like to wear, the budget, and you get the boxes when you want, how you want. No subscription. They send five uh, just-for-you pieces, outfit recommendations, styling advice. You keep what works. You send back the rest. It's super easy. They send the just-right pieces. The fit is always on point, and they have styles. They have like uh, uh, six cents for styles. They just they just will, after a while, they will get you and be able to send you uh, stuff that you probably won't be sending back very often. They make it so easy. You just save time. You don't have to go out shopping. You don't have to try things on. You get outfits that look good, make you feel good. You don't love something, send it back. All of that shipping return exchanges is all always free. Style that makes you feel as good as you look. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash locked on. That's stitchfix.com slash locked on. Stitchfix.com slash locked on. Thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Go check out Locked On Sports Today, the first ever 24-7 national sports streaming channel on YouTube, now available on Amazon Fire TV. Go check it out on the free Fire TV channels app on Amazon Fire TV. Watch it on YouTube. You get 
all the big national shows, all the big national stories, all the great sports conversations. And every once in a while, Lockdown Celtics will show up there. So go find that on YouTube or, whoops, the <laughs> little, little YouTube graphic glitch there. Uh, or the Amazon Free Fire TV channels app. All right, let's get back to this. This game here where the Celtics in the second quarter completely fell apart defensively. They still scored 28 points. Jalen Brown was uh, awesome in that second quarter. He had 14 points in the second, five of seven shooting, three of four there. He finished the game with 20, uh, 21 on seven of 12 shooting, three of five from three, four of six from the line, five assists, five rebounds, uh, a steal, a block, two turnovers, just two turnovers for Jalen Brown. So good game for Jalen Brown. That second quarter, he was huge in that second quarter. Uh, you know, kind of clutch play at the end of the second because it very easily could have been Celtics were down three. They blew that 16-point lead. They were down three. Could have been worse. They could have been down 10 if somebody didn't get hot to to match what the uh, Bulls were able to do. Look, the Bulls aren't very good, but they figured a couple of things out. And when they get out into transition – and if they get second chance points, which they got 16 in the second quarter, uh, Andre Drummond was part of that. They got uh, just, it was uh, offensive rebounds. It was running off of misses. It was putting pressure on the Celtics and getting to the rim at will. Just getting to the rim at will. 39 points and only 15 of those were from three. Uh, they did get the, the, this is where they, they did most of their damage from three, but still uh, they got to the rim where the Celtics blocked seven shots in the first quarter. They blocked none in the second. They, they only finished with four rebounds in the second quarter. Jason Tatum came in at the end of the first quarter and he just had a, a real rough stretch where he, he wasn't being as aggressive I think he was just kind of bad defensively. It was it was a real bad stretch there. They kind of lost lost their focus. As Scal said, they lost their force. And if it wasn't for Jalen, this could have been a really different game. That second quarter was a disaster, but the third quarter response was impressive. That's and and that's where I think the Celtics have been a big improvement this year. That sec whenever you have a response to a bad quarter, um, that, that just shows that resilience, that, that solid mindset. Okay. Bad quarters are going to happen. That happens in, in most games. One team has at least one quarter where they start to hit shots and maybe it's the bench, maybe whatever it is, you get hot. The Celtics have generally speaking, been able to avoid multiple quarters where they have disasters. Uh, this, this game, they had, Bad second quarter. No questions asked. There was a horrible second quarter. They talked about it at halftime. They came out 8-0 run to start the third quarter, which expanded into a 27-10 run in the third quarter. And that's where the entire game turned around. All of a sudden, that lead heads back up. They uh, they outscore Chicago by 11 in the third. Uh, this is Jason Tatum's quarter. He had a bad first half. Then he comes out of the, the the half and scores 15 points, five of eight shooting, three of five from three. He had three assists on top of that and was a plus 16 in the third quarter. 
it could be a different guy every night and a different guy every quarter for the Celtics, which is part of what I'm going to talk about in the next segment. But this response here where Tatum was like, hey, you know what? I sucked. I came out foggy after the all-star break. Uh, let me let me take care of this and put this game away. It's a, it's a big response, and, and I'm really impressed by the Celtics this year for not stringing a lot of these these bad quarters together. They've had some bad games, no doubt about it. And a couple of those bad games were fairly recent, but generally speaking throughout the course of this season, they have been able to avoid that, which is why they're, they're number one in the East by a mile 44 and 12, by the way, the Cavs lost. So if the Celtics continue to win 78% of their games, that this game might have clinched it because the Cavs losing, I told you before, if Boston gets the 64 wins, Cleveland had to go 29 and 0. So this, this loss right there immediately, they're not going to be 29 and 0. So this gives the Celtics a little bit of wiggle room. They're seven games up in the East. They have a, a bit of a cushion. Uh, now they go to New York on Saturday. That's going to be a tough game. They're going to be up for that. But because of their uh, their answers, they constantly have been consistently have been able to answer their own uh, troubles, their own bad quarters. And after the game, Joe Mazzulla talked about that and gave the guys you know a fair amount of praise saying their basketball IQ as a team is really growing amongst each other. The internal communications between the guys, uh, they have the understanding of why things aren't going well and when they are, and they can quickly get back to that with really good execution. This is growth. This is where the Celtics are different than last year. Yes, it's, it's a similar team, but it's not the same team. The depth is what makes them so great, and it's that that ability to to bounce back understand what's happening understand why they've given up the runs like they did and, and say hey you know what uh we gave up a ton of second chances in that third quarter you know uh second chance points in the in the third quarter 4 to 2 chicago in the second quarter it was uh oh wait I'm sorry the 16 it was 16 to 6 points in the paint um in the in the second quarter in the third quarter it was 12 to 6 uh but second chance points in the third quarter 4 to 2 is uh really like that that that's where you take control of the game and you stop giving up these second chances you stop giving them the opportunities to get the putbacks, you stop giving them the opportunities to get out and run. That's that's response. That's resilience. That's where the Celtics won this game. In the fourth quarter, we got to see a little bit of Jaden Springer. We got to see a little bit of Xavier Tillman. And I'm not going to make any judgments based on garbage time, but they showed a little bit of something. Uh, Tillman gets, you know, he gets you know, his, a couple of little stats, uh, Springer didn't do much. He missed the corner three pointer, but taking control of that third quarter 
is what changes the entire dynamic of this game and takes takes the Celtics from what you might have expected, like, oh, here we go, bad second quarter, heading into, you know, here comes the meltdown. They've got a lead, uh, or they had a lead, they gave it up, they they're not worried, they're not, they're not focused after the uh, all-star break. I'm impressed that they came out as focused as they did. I thought this was going to be a little bit of a dicey game. And okay, Porzingis was not great, but and Tatum was not great for the first half. But other than that, everybody else came to play. So shout out to the Celtics. Shout out to their resilience. It's a different team this year. Jason Tatum, the MVP noise is getting louder. Thank you, Stephen A. Smith. I think this game showed us why he's not going to be the MVP. I'll talk about that in just a second. Thanks for making a lockdown stuff. Oh, wait, no, I got to do this part first. That's what happens when you podcast at 2.30 in the morning. Uh, Today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay has partnered up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you the best fantasy picks each week. So whether you're prepping for your daily draft, scouting the waiver wire, they're going to give you the players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So here are this week's picks by Josh, the eBay guaranteed fit. Fantasy picks of the week, starting with Trey Mann with LaMelo Ball status still up in the air. Uh, he can be grabbed in fantasy leagues as the Hornets point guard. Kelly Olynyk uh, is uh, someone you can go to. Marvin Bagley is the only center left in Washington, so he has a chance to put up numbers. Keontae George is now Utah's starting point guard. He's a name to uh, to watch for. Scoot Henderson is going to be starting in Portland the rest of the season. So. Inefficiency, yes, but he's a starting point guard and, and will put up points. And then Io DeSumo, who we saw put up some really good numbers here for Chicago. He played 40 minutes, so that's good for your fantasy league. He put up 14 points, but two of six from three. He had seven rebounds, eight assists, uh, a steal. He filled it up a little bit here for this point of the season, if you can grab somebody like Io DeSumo, uh, that would be a, a pretty solid pickup. Josh Lloyd from Lockdown Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now I get to say thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Go check out Lockdown NBA, rotating hosts all week long. I generally have the Wednesday show with Jake Madison. They play on Tuesday, so I'm not going to be there this next Wednesday. But make sure you're subscribed. For when I am there, great hosts all week long. It's a fun show covering the entire league. So go check it out wherever you got this podcast. Stephen A. Smith started this whole big movement. Jason Tatum as the MVP frontrunner. Uh, about a week ago, he was on ESPN. He said, hey, best player, best team, right? And okay, yeah, that's it's a nice thought. Best player, best team. And it's kind of caught fire. So Shout out to Stephen A. Smith for driving the conversation because that's what he does. Uh, and he's one of the best at it. But I think this Bulls game 
is the argument against Tatum to, to be the MVP. And I think this is why he's still down at the fourth or fifth in the fourth or fifth spot. Uh, Embiid is done. So he's no longer a candidate. Uh, I think Jokic is going to be your front runner. Doncic gets some, some love. Shea Gilgis Alexander gets some, some love there at the top. And then Tatum's kind of in that mix right after those guys. And I get it. He is the best player on the best team. And so that immediately is like, well, how are you not the MVP or, or a big part of the MVP conversation? But if you just look at this game, you see Derek White come out with 12 points in the first quarter. You see Jalen with 14 in the second quarter. You see Jason come in with a big third quarter. And it's a different guy each quarter. It can be whichever guy gets hot. And, and you get Drew Holiday getting, uh, you know, hitting some shots that seem timely. And he seems to be doing a lot of stuff. Uh, even though he ends up with just nine points, it's it could be anybody at any time. And so I am taking exception with the, hey, best player, best team thing. My focus, I think, is more on the best team part because that's where the Celtics, that's the story of the Celtics season. If you're saying to me, well, what's the story of Boston's season? Well, what, what's the story of Denver's season last year? Jokic was out of his mind, playing out of his mind. He played, had an MVP season. What was the story of the, the Sixers last year? Well, aside from James Harden and, you know, no show and all that stuff. Embiid had a monster season. Tatum had a monster season, but the Celtics, you know, he's having a good season this year. But the story of this season is Derek White making an all-star push. Kristaps Porzingis being a mismatch uh, on for everybody every night. Jalen Brown playing some of the best basketball of his life, being a mid-range master. Tatum is part of this story, part of this mix, and he's the best player, and the Celtics are the best team. So no one's arguing that the Celtics aren't the best team. He's No one's arguing that. I'm not arguing that he's not the best player on the best team. But also by saying, by simply saying he is that, I feel like it's being dismissive to the best team part because – it inherently gives Tatum a lot of credit for stuff that other guys are doing. And what I want is not to cut Tatum down. Tatum's having a great season. Tatum is sacrificing. Tatum has willingly taken a step back. And he said after this game, I know I can score 30 every night. I know I can do that stuff. That's not what the team needs. So he's giving the team what it needs. So, I mean, in a way, that does make him most valuable because he understands what the team needs and he's giving it to them. But in the more traditional sense of a guy putting up big numbers and having the best season and being the best player in the league this year, he's, he's just taking the, the step back that he is taking is I think it, it's, it's hurting his MVP chances but it's giving him a better chance at winning a championship. And that's what he's focused on. So 
I'm not sitting there saying like he's not the best player on the best team. What I'm saying is the best team part is truly a team. This team is playing true team basketball. And I think that that's where the focus should be. So I'm, I am not making an argument for Jason Tatum to be the MVP because I don't think he's the MVP. I don't think he's playing in that mode. And I think that's a choice that he's making. And that to me, that's a compliment. That's a compliment to him. He's making this choice and it's helping the team. And he's, he's taking away the argument that he's kind of chased a little bit over the course of the last few years. But this, this makes me kind of like, yeah, I, I, res- I respect this. I respect his mindset here. So I'm not going to take away from what all of these other guys do. Jalen, Porzingis, who had a bad game, but White, Holiday, those guys do a lot. Hauser, Horford, they do a lot. Cornette, who was awesome for stretches in this game and had you know elite celebrations again. Uh, even though he almost broke Sam Hauser's face. There's a lot going on with this team, and I don't want to minimize it by just saying, well, Tatum's the best player on the best team, and so he gets blah, 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 Tatum, 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 Tatum. I think, I, look, I love, I love what Tatum is doing. I think Tatum is growing into this role. I think Tatum should be celebrated by the city of Boston uh, for doing multiple things on and off the court. I believe all that, but now's not the time to be like making the individual arguments for Tatum, 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 when he's, he's not necessarily the main driver. It's, it's the true team aspect of this. It's Tatum and Brown and Porzingis and white and holiday and Horford and all those other guys. That's where my focus is. So I hope that argument makes sense. I understand the people saying he's the best player on the best team, and so he should win MVP. Sure. Okay, sure. I get it. But more so, I'm saying the best team is like he's the best player on a team of really, really, really good players. And more than just, you know, the the Nuggets having Jamal Murray and a bunch of guys that that played their roles really, really well last year, this is more than that. This is more than that. Derek White is having an amazing season. Porzingis is having an incredible season. Drew Holiday still hasn't even found his stride necessarily scoring-wise, and he's having a good season. I don't want the focus to be taking off of those guys because the story of this season is everybody, not one guy plus some really good role players. It's everybody. And we saw that in this game. They won this game pretty comfortably, and Tatum had a, I don't want to say minimal role in this, but, you know, that it was a, there were a lot of other guys that did a lot of other things, and it's all of them. It's everybody. That's special. This is a special team. It's a special team. If Tatum happens to get the MVP in the midst of it, sure. I'm great. I, I hope, I hope he wins multiple MVPs over the course of his career. But that's not the story of this season. And that's my point. 
Tell me in the comments section what you think, because I know that this is a, a, a debate and people have their thoughts. So if you have your thoughts, go ahead, hop in the comment section of the YouTube page and let me know what you think here. Have that discussion with me. Uh, if you are listening on the audio side, you want to continue listening on the audio side, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you're not watching on YouTube, go ahead, watch it there. I think it's worth it. And I would love it if you share the podcast, spread the word, tell your friends, tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.